Welcome to the Champions of Change, The Rise podcast. I'm Scarlett Martinez, Senior Director of Empowerment at Rise. Sport has the power to bring people together and inspire social change. This podcast is a space to have important conversations with athletes and leaders across the sports community, giving them a platform to tell their stories and share their perspectives on issues of race, social justice, inclusion, and activism. You can subscribe, listen, and follow Champions of Change, The Rise podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. Or visit our website at risetowin.org slash podcast. To close out our Hispanic heritage, El Mes de la Herencia Hispana, Celebration at Rise, we have a very special guest. Johansi Zapata is joining us today. She is the part owner of Z-Axis Sports, a sports agency with a family mentality, representing athletes across different sectors like NBA, MLB, NFL, and soccer. Johansi, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to speak with you, highlight you as a fellow Latina who's thriving in a historically male-dominated sector. Thank you so much for having me for taking me in consideration for your podcast. It's exciting, um, especially for Latino. Well, let's get into um, it. Um, tell me about Johansi. Who is Johansi? What motivates you? How did you get started on this path of sports management? I know. Um, Latino parents. My father is Puerto Rican. My mom is Dominican. So I'm half and half. I think that's the most common mix out there. <laughs> um, no, I was born in Boston. I was raised in Dominican Republic, however, so it would be, it's funny, but I always say that my first language is actually Spanish. Este, I finished my high school here. I met my husband in high school. So we're high school sweethearts. Um, we have four kids now, uh, 15 years strong. Este, and the company ZX Sports came to live. It was a college um idea it was a capstone it was part of a capstone okay and the capstone had to be something realistic it couldn't be something right right no that it wasn't realistic and it became a reality it took life wow uh this was now five years ago so we've been we've had the access for five years now it's my baby it's our baby um we started representing latino baseball players mm, okay. was the, sport, the first sport we stepped into because as Dominicans right um that is our forte right 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 <laughs> that's all we know we I have mean, to start yeah. somewhere it's there <laughs> yeah. yeah no no um, I mean in VR uh, Dominican I mean baseball is king I mean I think I saw a documentary one time of people asking like well why are Dominicans so good at baseball and it's like because kids get a stick and a yes. bottle cap and you're training your eye to hit a tiny bottle cap. By the time you get to a baseball, it's like, this is. <laughs> this yeah. Is and sometimes so. they get so creative. It's corn yeah. and beans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's part of us, you know, and, and for the, for, at least for the Dominican, it's, it's not an option. Baseball, you know, that's all they breathe, eat, you know, dream yeah. about. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, think that's, that's, what that's also good. what we've seen, right? Like this is a third world country. There's a lot of poverty. And what we've seen from growing up as kids is you want to take it out of poverty. You play baseball. That That's is your outlet. 
right? Yep. Exactly. We don't have any other ideas. Now we're seeing, you know, maybe soccer come in a little bit more in different yes. sports, but still the representation of, of baseball has a chokehold on our country because that's the only right. thing we've ever been exposed to. Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Soccer is coming in strong. Don't sleep on soccer in the yard. But no, to continue with your question, um, it's been five years with the access sports. Mm -hmm. um, during the pandemic, uh, baseball tu sabe, had a downfall. Yeah. Because, you know, COVID. Yeah. So we expanded to other sports. Okay. Uh, we were like, wait, we gotta, you know, now let's see what we can do. So we expanded to NFL. Oh, wow. Um, and we expanded to NBA soccer. And then NIL became a thing recently. Wow. Last year. Wow. Um, and it's mostly about marketing. Mm -hmm. And that's mainly my focus now. Mm -hmm. I focus more on the NIL part and the company. Um, but I'm still very much involved in everything with all my players. They're all lovely, down to earth. Been a, a nice ride. It's been a nice roller coaster. How does, you know, Dominicans in, in football, right? <laughs> Dominicans in soccer. How does your identity, you know, as a Latina, as a female, as a Dominican? Because I feel like, especially from people from the Dominican Republic, yeah. Dominican is his own other like umbrella that trumps anything else before you like are female yeah, yeah, yeah. or you're a part of the Latino community. No, I'm Dominican. Does your identity um, play in that at all? Is it helpful? Um, has it been ever, I don't want to say hurtful, but have you ever shown up and, you know, cause we show up loud and proud mm -hmm. and have you ever <laughs> felt that you've made others uncomfortable or have you noticed a friction? Like how has it been? <laughs> That's that is awesome. such a good question. <laughs> um, oh, I have stories for days. <laughs> um, no, but it's interesting about soccer. I oversee the operations. I don't have much knowledge about soccer, but mm -hmm. I've been to a few games mm -hmm. and the energy yeah. is like watching it's a baseball right. game in Dominican Republic. Yeah. They're active. And for those folks out there listening to the podcast, if you love baseball, and you have not been to the winter league in Dominican Republic, you better yeah. make the trip soon. <laughs> Disclaimer, y'all. <laughs> you go out to one, you go to Licey, or El Ecogido, or Los Gigantes. People out there with drums, trumpets, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come to a baseball game. So it's you. It's a, it's a really, really good time. I believe that then your identity as a Latina plays into that culture you know I, I think about when I grew up in DR and even when I go back now and visit family you know we make for you know Easter you go to the neighbor or like we make a sancocho when it's raining um, which is this dish uh, that's kind of like a soupy dish that has meat and, and different vegetables in it for those of you who don't know and you make a big pot for your yes. entire block come over yeah. you know and it's like that la familia you know, yes. it's culturism. Yes. I, um, so. I always say that my husband, it's more on the strategy side of the company and I have more than the nurturing side. The nurturing. Um, I'm always like, look, whenever I check out on my athletes, I'm always asking me, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Um, not just only physical, but emotionally. How are you feeling? I know they're away from home. And when you play sports, it's mainly a mind game. It's, a it's physical, game. but it's more of a, yeah, it's more of a mental game. And just to make you a quick story, 
uh, I want to say two years ago, I had a player playing in AAA and he was in, he was in New Mexico. I can't remember right now, but he was far from home and I made a bichuela con dulce and he was like, oh my God, I haven't had a bichuela con dulce in such a long time. And my husband and I, we went to see him and I brought him a bichuela con dulce. I froze it overnight. And I brought him some of Bichuela con Dulce and he was just static about it. Um, It's the little things when you're away from home. It's the little things that count. Yes. And I know he missed that from home. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, you know, some things that I think get lost in the lights is that a lot of these guys that get recruited overseas come to this country there's the thing about the, the question about the visas for their families, right? A lot yeah. of family members aren't approved visas, so they can't mm-hmm. come and visit them or stay with them. Or if they do get approved, they only get approved for a certain minute, a, a period of time. I think Short the first time. time you get a visa approval in DR, most of the time it's like three months, Yeah. right? So then to get them to fly out here, you know, make arrangements back home to have that support system is crucial. And a lot of guys don't get that. So to be part of an agency, right, this is where representation matters, right, where um, community matters, where culture matters, to have people in these places, whether it's an agent, and I'll even make it even bigger, Joancy, the organization, right? If I show up, you know, with the Baltimore Orioles, and one of the, you know, sub coaches or somebody there is of my culture, or at least, you know, my demographic, um, there's an understanding there, right? right? There's a support there um, that adds to my mental stability and my mental health, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just right. about the conditioning in the gym. It's not just about exactly. the, you know, the nutrition. It's about the mental health as well. How do we get at right. that? We get at that by creating culture and inclusivity, and you can't mm-hmm. do that without representation. So I think, you know, the story you shared, while it's awesome and I'm like, Man, you're gonna be trying to put Lucy right now, but it's the the core of it, right? It's that we need more diversity, we need more representation. If yes. we're going to be recruiting people in different countries, and not just Latin America, not just the Caribbean, but you know, we have athletes in the MLB from China, from Japan, from Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What are we doing? You know, past the recruitment phase of bringing them here, how do we do them justice? by making sure that they stay and that they're staying in a place where they feel like they belong, they feel included and they feel seen. You can't feel seen if I don't know anything about your culture, if right. I don't, you know, kind of try to cater to that or, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, do things that make you feel like you're welcome in this space. So I think, man, when I hear that, that warms my heart because like you're doing um, the work, right? That cup of habichuela con dulce. I'm that trying, you I'm trying. <laughs> For spring break, I also rent like a big apartment and just also cook for them. You know, that Dominican oh, man. food that, you know, they, they yeah. haven't had in a couple of months. Um, but, como te digo, I, I feel baseball is getting better and better with inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, we can see it for the Heritage Night. Um, here in Miami, they did a big thing uh, a month ago, a month and a half ago, where they had like a Cuban night, like a theme. There was a lot of Cubans in Miami. Right. Um, and it was great. They had maracas. They had like uh, a live band um, and, and many like games, like family nights. And mm-hmm. it was just amazing. 
And now they have Ponle Acento, mm -hmm. uh, which is fairly new. Mm -hmm. they, they get also to wear their jerseys with their nicknames. If they, so I feel like that that all plays a part. You know, the players yeah. wear their jerseys and, you know, they look happy and they're excited about wearing that jersey. Um, this is me. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, they, they, they care. Yeah. Um, and that builds a, a better relationship with the player, um, with the team, with, you know, with their management team, with the GMs, with the coaches. Um, so I feel that's all important. Un conjunto de todo un poquito. Um, and, and I feel we have a long way to go, but, you know, little by little, we can make changes. That yeah, matter. yeah. Speaking about that long way, you know, and I love Ponle Acento. I, I remember seeing yeah. things like that. Um, and, and, you know, hearing some of my friends who, who play baseball talk about it and, you know, hearing about the Cuban night, right? All these things are pretty cool and were unheard of, you know, even a couple of years ago. What right. do you think is the next step, Joancy? Like, because, listen, I love a Cuban night. I, I'm all about the food. I love anything you know, uh, uh, that's culturally responsive. But how do we get under that first layer of, I have a jersey with my nickname, I'm eating the specialty food this one night. How do you think, or what do you think can be done at the operations level, right? At the executive level, in the dugouts? Um, what do you think some of those things can be that we that the league does internally to better, you know, inclusion and, and um, help people feel seen and, and and give the supports that these these group of people need. I think it's more about listening to them one on one. Mm. See what is your need. That not everyone learns the same, and not everyone has the same needs. And we are. How can I say this? Even though they're all men and they all have the same love for one sport, mm -hmm. they have different needs, and and they their thought process is very different from one another. Mm -hmm. Um, so when, when a manager, when a coach takes the time to talk to them, when they see, Hey, you're acting funny this week, what's going on at home. It's important to them. MLB, right? Like they do a lot of, um, work around, you know, scouting, you know, scouting is a big component. There's a lot of resources given yes. into that and, and scouts go and scout for talent. Right. Um, and they onboard, you know, in that process. And I wonder if there should also be a division or a designated group of people that work to onboard athletes in the cultural sense, right? You're coming from this other country. You don't know the language that well. You, you're in, you know, your rented apartment or whatever. You don't even know how to download Instacart to get like groceries. You don't even right. know where to go. You know, you haven't never been to a Target or something like that. You know what I mean? How do we uh -huh. get people set up so they feel successful, um, you know, and, and get independent in this new, this new space that they're in? Um, you know, and how do we build more of a sense of a community, like you said, right? Like, mm -hmm. yes, you have professional relationships, but a lot of times you're signing these guys at 16 years old, right? right? Um, and, and taking them from their home space and they're signing these contracts because there's a def desperate need. There's a lot of poverty. Um, I can't speak for all countries, but I know, especially in Dominican Republic, um, the education system is something that our country is definitely trying to, um, work harder on and a lot of guys you know don't have a full educational background right they're coming in at 16 they're not even in high school they don't have those tools so finish exactly right right exactly some guys are playing baseball 24 7 
-hmm. because that's what they think their ticket is out. There's not that much emphasis in education. So knowing all those things or having people who research these things, right? Mm -hmm. So you're more culturally competent in the community that you're scouting in. So then you know what gaps need to be filled once we get them stateside. Yes. You know, and that's uh, not just an investment, you know, like you said, it's not about just like, yeah, it's great, you know, to build family. It's great to build personal rapport, but it's also protecting your investment because if I'm this major league team and I'm giving this guy three, $4 million to sign out a Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. but then I put him in an apartment here and it's like, see you at the gym. How are you protecting that investment in this person? You have to protect their mental health and you can't do that right. without knowing the culture knowing what the gaps are and knowing where you might need to step in as an organization. Oh, I agree. And um, so Sonia Sotomayor said um, one time that until we get equality in education, we won't have an equal society. And spend late nights ordering stuff for this guy's like food because they got laid, you know, from training and they don't know how to do it. Um, But at the same time, we're also guiding them on how to be independent on certain things. And, and teaching them about the culture. And sometimes, oh, I didn't like how the coach is talking to me. I don't like how this is, you know, this is going down. I don't like, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. This is bothering me. And it's kind of like teaching them like, hey, you know, it's a different culture. They are not talking to you that way because they have something against you. It's the nature of the sport. Um, it's, it's, it's rough. Uh, you know, a veces te hablan duro, eh, te hablan, you know, maybe you think they're, te están hablando mal, but it's yeah. just for your well-being. Yeah. Um, they come, tough you know, they come, like, yeah, exactly. Tough love. Um, pero, you know, it, it, but it's hard, you know, and it, it's also that esa parte de que they're away from home and they, you know, they're homesick, eh, especially when they're on the younger side. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a tough learning process too so there you know it's two different things going on at the same time yeah yeah and I mean if we put those supports in place maybe that can ease some of that stuff right yes. you have any and I'm not even saying it's one-sided just on the player side but on the staff side too what yes. are the trainings given to coaches to the organization to have them be more culturally confident about the people that they're trying to integrate in their um, teams right because if we're talking about integrating people, it's not just here's a check I paid you, so now you have to do this. It's what are all the touch points that we have to make sure are good so this person feels part of this team. And teams are family. That's the whole like yes. slogan. So if we're saying we want to be a true team. How are we hitting all those things that we know are, are affecting this person? We know that the language is going to be a barrier. We know. Yeah. We need to be well-versed. If I'm an American coach, I want to be well-versed in these different countries where my players are from. So I know the cultural meanings of things, right? In in DR, there's ways that you talk to people. There's ways that you don't talk to people, right? Like, that means you want a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yes. I I agree. Yeah. I agree. For example, in in Korea, a... Um, specifically about one of our players uh, he had a translator with him 24 7 mm-hmm. um but he had un choque de sazón because the culture is completely different de la americana i love that choque de sazón and for choque you guys that translate that means conflict of seasoning 
Yes, it's like a, a mixture of like yeah. flavors. That yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and it was tough for him. The first year was really, really tough. And it was tough for us too. Um, and sometimes, you know, we have to play mother, father, friend, sister, brother, relationship, couples counselors. Sometimes it's 3 a.m. And, you know, I'm on the phone with one of them because something is going on. You know, they're having either a mental breakdown or something is really bothering them or something happened with their family back home and they can't get to it, you know, right. on time and, and, and it affects them. So a veces yo estoy, you know, a las 3 de la mañana, I, I put my, my, mi, mi, mi gorro de, de, you know, de amiga, de terapista, de, de psiquiatra. Um, no, pero yeah. I love all my guys, all, all my athletes, they're just great. But yeah, I mean, you guys are doing the work. You have to wear all those hats. And I think um, it's dope that the people you represent have that. But I feel like that should be something that should be standardized across the yes. league. Everybody should have a support system. You I can't agree. pluck someone out of one ecosystem, drop them into another one, you know, and expect. It's like flowers. If people are into gardening, you can't take, you know, I'm not gonna pretend like I know all the flower names, y'all, but <laughs> you can't take one type of flower. I'm, I'm gonna just need you to work with this analogy. <laughs> you can't, right, right. I need to see beyond and make the connection. You can't take something that's growing in New York and think it's gonna grow the same in Florida without doing the work and reading. Like, is this plant proper care? Exactly. What does this right. plant need to survive in this? Um, atmosphere, you know, and then, yes. you know, question why there's just so many guys too, that we know that like, I'm sure you're aware of that made it, you know, went up through, through the farm system, made it to triple A, even in the major leagues and didn't cut it, not because of lack of talent, but because finally they broke because mm -hmm. their ecosystem wasn't in place. Right. So they can grow and thrive in the way that we need them to. So right. if you're investing in players, by throwing, you know, these bonuses and these signing bonuses to them, the other part of that investment to make sure that their mental health, um, it matches their physical health. So you can get that output that you want and, and create that team environment that you want too. So I think what you guys are doing is dope. And I think, you know, it's definitely an example to follow. Um, and I wonder, you Thank know, you. yeah, for sure. We we're talking <laughs> about baseball and I know we've mentioned a couple of different countries. So off the bat, you know, baseball sounds really inclusive, like because there's you, it's a melting pot. You get so many people from different places. Mm -hmm. But do you think when we look at top down management owners, do you feel like it's truly an inclusive space? Ah, I'm on the hot seat now. Like I said earlier, we have a long way to go. Mm -hmm. they're, they're doing they're doing little things. And the fans are noticing. Yeah. Their players are noticing. Um, but we have a long way to go. But we need more help. Mm -hmm. And we need help from the fans. We need help from the players themselves mm -hmm. to bring out their voice mm -hmm. and show their needs and stand up for their 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 background you know 
um, you know, in, in some cultures, some things fly and in other cultures, some things don't. And, you know, we're, we're all different, even if we're all, you know, Latino, it's not all the countries are not the same. And one word in one country is going to mean one thing. And that same word in another country means a whole different thing. But I think little by little, it, it, we're getting there. It's getting better. If we look back even 20, 30 years from, you know, from today, it's, it's, it's a change. It's a night and day change. And I think it's going to keep getting better. I love your response because the, the point of these conversations, Johansi, is never in my mind. I think we get nowhere by pointing the finger or trying to say, you're not doing this or, you know, right. you're this or you're that. It's about, we have a clear communal objective. We all want to be here. We all want to play the sport that we love, but we love to watch in my case, because I can't pitch or throw to save my life. Um, but I'm, you know, a super, a super fan of baseball. And, you know, how do I get this thing that I love um, to be its best self, right? right? So it's not about who's right, who's wrong, who's doing this, or you're this or you're that. It's, we're all on the same team. Yeah, we're so let's together. talk and let's make sure that, you know, everyone on the team is heard everyone on the team feels like they're part of the team so we can get the outcomes that we want. You know what I'm saying? So I I appreciate that response. And I think something that you said that resonated with me was um, that athletes need to tell their their side that they need to step up. What do you think is the importance of acknowledging, you know, Latino players, Latino members of the sports community? It's always important to let um, your colleagues, your, your team, a, como se dice, um, the team members know a, what they bring to the table, you know, mm-hmm. that they are important, that the knowledge that they have in different areas, it's important. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves to hear when they're doing yeah. good things as well, not just pow pow. Yeah, y- yeah. Y si te yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, I also want to know where I'm doing well and I can keep do I can keep doing the same, you know, the same work um, and keep it going. Right. And get better at it. Um, so I think that helps. I think that helps us all. Yeah. I mean, and this is not just like a Latino thing. This is a human thing. All humans yes. want to be seen. You know, we're we're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. So we want to highlight this for this month. Big picture. Why do you think it's important for the league? to acknowledge and celebrate the contributions that the Latino community has had to this, you know, America's pastime? I feel like a lot of the Latino players feel undervalued still, although we bring so much to the table, especially in baseball. Unpack that for me, Johansi, because uh, I know I'm going to play devil's advocate because I know there's people out there like, Pero venga, que hay son millones que le van a like, right. Well, okay. they get so much money. So, How you mean undervalued? So let's break that down for me. <laughs> if you're not batting at a certain standard, mm-hmm. then, you know, you start getting ignored. You start getting pushed to the side. Um, if you, you know, if your numbers start to slip a... You know, things starts to change a little bit. Your treatment. Um, right. Um, and I've heard that even from athletes from their management company, you know, when they get demoted from, you know, major leagues to triple A, um, or when the team lets them go, they never hear again from, from their agents 
or from, you know, from anyone from, from the company. Um, and I've had a few players that that has happened to, and I still stay in contact with all of them. Um, I checked in on them, how's the family, you know, how, what, what else can we do independently? Um, you know, you want to go back to school, how can we help, you know, can we get your scholarship? Um, and we work with a company, Albany Paulis, mm -hmm. that they have helped hundreds of kids get scholarship wow. to also let them know that if you didn't sign Julio those, there is more than that. You know, we yeah. have signed kids to teams now that they didn't sign in Julio dos mm -hmm. or that they didn't sign at all. And they get a second chance here in the States. Yeah, because July um, 2nd ain't the end all be all, right? You yeah, didn't sign July you know, 2nd, there's other, other paths. Right. right yeah they get they get to come to the states they had they get an education they get drafted that's phenomenal and it's like you know they're reborn and right. they wow. get to do what they love right um so that you know that that's what we're here for yeah. i'm i'm so pro latino i anything and everything that i can do for my community to give back to help to educate yeah. to you know i'm i'm here my yeah, yeah. the axis is here <laughs> even if you have a question, even if you're with another company and right. you have a question, reach right. out. Um, right. If you want a second opinion on something, reach out. Uh, we're, yeah. we're here. That's awesome. And you know, something that you just said, um, I, I don't need to put you on the hot seat again, but <laughs> I want to <laughs> talk about, you know, because again, playing devil's advocate, you said, you know, if the numbers or the production is, is slipping or lowered, you out right mm -hmm. and that's it i want to you know and people might hear that and be like hey we look guys a sport and hey, we want the right. best players and if you're not doing what you need to do then hermano eh, right. you know what i mean the next one right right exactly but i want to push you and say you know it, it, do you feel that that practice is applied in an equitable way do you feel that a dominican or latino player slips i see you smiling girl it's getting hot you know a, a latino hispanic player slips in the numbers by whatever you know the metrics are it's quicker for them to get the boot than an american athlete who slips because you know i've watched sports I, specifically baseball with my grandma my grandma we probably should have my grandma on this podcast and you know we, oh. we and this is something that we talk about in our family like like they took this guy out but this guy's been here for years what he, what he doing you know what i mean so yeah. but equity versus equality are it, you it, just help me answer that question <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wasn't, I didn't want to make it too hot, girl. So I just, <laughs> I turned the fan off for you. So este, are these uh, practices equitable? Is it the same across the board applied in, in that fashion? Or do you think that? Um, I do not think it's the same across the board. And I take responsibility in my answer. Um, it is not the same. Maybe in the future it will be, but we, we, we've seen it. Um, there has been hot topics about, especially Dominican baseball players mm. with PDs. Um, and I feel like it's, they get, a ellos les asonan más lo que está pasando. It gets a little and, bit more heightened, more heightened. Yes, it, yeah, it's more, people talk about it more than with all the cultures. It's blown up when it's a Dominican player, you feel. So it's yeah. not, it's not a fair, 
you know, again, equity, it's, it's not a fair representation or a fair, um, I guess, showing when it's, it deals with Dominican players specifically and Latino players right. it does with, um, you know, their American counterparts. There, there is a disadvantage. I get upset with the players when they do things they know they're not supposed to be doing in the first place. You already have a disadvantage. You know, do not make it harder on yourself. You have to be as clean as they come because they're always going to be looking at you. It's kind of like, you know, in the African-American experience, I, you know, I used to hear my African-American friends say things like, you have to be like twice as good to get yeah. half as much. There you go. So you feel I, that that also resonates? I feel, yeah, I feel like it resonates with the sports for sure. Um, I'm always rooting for all the Latinos players to be better, to do better. We, we have a long way to go on, yeah. in that area. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, because I hear you and I, you know, I'm not going to get into it because it's a sore subject for me. Uh, but you, when we look at like the different scandals around like steroid usage and um, Joancy, what, what do you think contributes to that? Is it nationalism? Is it, you know, this, they're the others. We protect more people within our American kind of umbrella. Um, and, you know, there are these kind of people we've implanted from other places. So we don't feel I don't know, I'm not, and I'm not trying to put words in anybody's mouth, but I'm, I guess out loud, I'm trying to make sense of why, why that is, why is it, you know, so inequitable? How, you know, why are we applying these things so differently across the board? You know, it's not equal by any means. And I mean, but that's rooted in racism and slavery, you know, and bringing people, taking people from their, you know, homes and then dividing them up and then creating systems to keep them fighting with each other through hundreds of years and separating because of, you know, I'm a little lighter, so I'm going to have this position. You're darker, so yeah. So this is all systematic. And, you know, when we talked about earlier, like a country like a DR, it's a third world country, um, the education system, something that really um, we, we need to do more on and support. I mean, you look at the history books in DR and they're not even clear about, you know, where we all come from, that we are Afro-Latino, that our mm -hmm. DR was a big, you know, stopping place for enslaved peoples, right? right. And that's that, those the are You ask a Dominican, most of, I mean, I'm not saying all of them, but this is also like a, a sore, a, tema for me because it's like no yo soy muy blanca como que mi familia yeah 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 no. like uh you might want to go back there's a lot of racism like your family there. tree yeah because todito tenemos el negro atrás de la oreja you yeah. know how they say in dr yeah but well, that, that's the truth i mean and yeah and you can see it in racism. different and you can see it in different areas some of us we have a white nose some of us we have our curly hair i have really really curly hair mm -hmm. um one of my daughters has like a longer, like a wavy hair. And mm -hmm. the other one has this huge, big Afro hair. And they ask me all the time, like, hey, we you know we're sisters. We have the same mom, the same dad. Why is our hair so different? And I'm like, right. well, one of you has your father's hair. Right. And the other one has my hair. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but oh, I feel like us as Latino, we shouldn't be shy or hold back from educating other cultures about us. No, we, we have a mix of everything. We're a little, we have a little bit of everything. 
somos un poquito de, de, tenemos un poquito de afroamericano, tenemos un poquito de español. Los taínos, I cannot leave my taíno people out. Yeah. Um, taíno, it's a huge part of our DNA. Y, you know, con un poquito de afroamericano, un poquito de blanco, and that's how you get, you know. So, so have you heard that? Que te dicen, you don't look Dominican. Yeah. Uh, oh, girl. What is a Dominican yeah. supposed to every, look like? Every, uh, all the time. <laughs> we whether you know, I went to boarding school where it's predominantly white um, community. And yeah. they would tell me, like, you don't look Latina. And I'm like, well, what does Latina look like? And they they were bold, so they would call me J-Lo. Ah. And I'm like, no, not J-Lo. Do you know what I mean? We, That's come, we come in all sizes, color, our hair, it's, you know, so different, our eye color. Yeah, and part of celebrating El Mes de la Herencia Hispana, Hispanic Heritage Month, is celebrating all Latinos, all parts yes. of that and showing people that we all look differently and that's okay and that we're not any less i'm not less of a latina because you know my skin's a little browner or you know my hair curls more than yours or i'm less i'm more removed from the spaniard look the european look that doesn't make me less latina than you um that doesn't mean i'm less valued or that less worthy like if we're truly celebrating hispanic heritage Let's know what our heritage is yeah. and celebrate, celebrate every aspect. Like you exactly. said, our heritage is made up of African, indigenous peoples, mm-hmm. um, you know, Caucasian, European peoples. I'm going to say even Asian. If you go, there's a Korean town in the Dominican Republic, y'all. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a friend that she's half Japanese, half Dominican. And, and there's a lot of that recently. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Oh, so that's different, yeah. I see. I wanted to eat some arroz con habichuelo y pollo. Right. Sushi de salami. Like, I got yeah. you. Oh, my God. Uh, I love those, like, new infusion sushis. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I took my daughter to one restaurant. She was like, Ma, this is not sushi. I was like, yes, it is. And I'm like, they got habichuela in there. Like, we yeah. Can. There's a few of those, like, in New Jersey. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to and in Washington Heights. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, but. Again, celebrating all parts of the culture. Um, and I think that's what Hispanic Heritage Month is about. Yes. Knowing yeah. our heritage, celebrating all of it, and sharing it. When you said players yes. need to stand up more and say more, speak up. Share who yeah. you are, right? Yeah. You're not just there as a product. You're there to add to that team. And you add to that team more than your number exactly. and the numbers that you put up. You add to them. You know, I love when I see, you know, videos on ESPN of the players dancing bachata in the dugout uh, or on the It's field. amazing. <laughs> I love that. When they're warming up and they're just like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Show the fans. <laughs> all these fans are from all over this country. They, they might have, they that. may never, ever, you know, be next to a, a Latino person or a Dominican or specifically from these areas of the world because geographically it might be difficult for them. And, you know, migration mm-hmm. Uh, um, kind of trends, you know, stop in certain cities or whatever, but show them who you are, you know, enseña tu bandera, let yes. them get to know you, let them fall in love with you. People love seeing new and creative things on the field and getting to see pieces of you. So I think, I think that's a really good next step for the players to really shut up, you know, show up and be proud of who they are and not just for the month of Hispanic heritage, but throughout the year, throughout yes. the season. And beyond the season, you know, I know you, you also work with your players, a lot of like community engagement efforts, right? How do you show up past the Jersey? When you take that Jersey off, how do you still show up 
still show up for your heritage um, and still show up for your people. Um, so I think, I mean, that's one of like the best takeaways, I think, for the celebration. Um, you know, and I, I look at you and everything that you're doing um, for your community, for your players. Um, and I wonder, like, is there anybody that inspires you? Are there any like leaders of the Latino community that you're like, man, I saw this person do this and this is kind of how I want to mold, you know, how I operate too? Oof. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> I, I, wa I saw a movie recently mm -hmm. uh, about history with my husband and Tina Bazooka. It's one of those women that not a lot of Dominicans know about her. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, let me see who else. Um, Mili Quesada. Yes. You know? Like such a proud Dominican woman. Que, you know, nunca se la visto in, in any kind of scandal. Yeah. Uh, she's very respected by all her, you know, uh, her merenguero. Yeah. And during her time when she started, it was dominated by men. Yeah. Pioneer and in her genre. Yeah, she's yeah. a pioneer. Um, and she's very respected in her area. Um, then there's, I don't know, there's so many. I mean, there's so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's and I think so many I'm glad that you mentioned it's just like really proud. Um, and, and people who have changed the status quo, right? You know, mm -hmm. have kind of gone against what the traditional Latina is. You know, I think there's these right. stereotypes out there of Latinas are fiery, spicy, yes. sexualized, right? We show up and somehow yeah. I have to be, you know, this like, you know, a, a, a mistress type person. Yeah. Like, no, we're intelligent. We're go-getters. Uh, yes. we're, you know, we're, we're, we're more than that. We're more than that. And I think, you know, that's why it's so important to have you on here, breaking down these barriers, you're a businesswoman, you're about your business, you're nurturing, you let your identity um, also come through to that. Um, but you're here with your goals, with your, you know, end in mind, um, and in support of your community as well. Um, and I think For the sure. more that we can get people like this, people like you out here, show young girls, show our community in general, there's yes. other ways to succeed. There's other ways. You don't have to be the box. Um, that you that they make us check on the census what it's just like a stereotype yeah exactly there's a box on there i saw in, in a recent thing i did that was like hispanic slash white i was like wait what mm. so i can't i can't get more options right <laughs> you know what i mean like uh but not just like you know the, the the demographics box but also the box that i think you know of stereotypes of like what latino women are mm -hmm. i mean what we aren't and every day we're showing them no we're what we tell you we are you yes, know I, I tell you. Yeah, no, and um, I, I think that's such a good point. Um, at, at the beginning, it was very hard for me uh, with the start of the agency, touching a little bit on that topic, because whenever I would reach out to, to, to an athlete, it, the first thought in their head was like, oh, she's hitting on me. Wait, let me see. Oh, wait, who is she? Wait a sec. And I had to like, uh, excuse you, sir. <laughs> I am, hey, I am. Not, no, I'm not about yeah, no, you don't I don't want no parts. Exactly. Um, and I had to like reroute that real quick. Um, because automatically, you know, it's I guess it, it was a thing. Yeah. Um, 
I had a player once said to me that he preferred to talk to my husband about any matter than to me because I was a female. What? Uh, yeah, and he felt some type of way <laughs> about talking to me uh, about, I guess, business, about, you know, baseball. Was it because he thought you were competent or because? I, I guess so. And that was my first, like, tough encounter. And that was the first year. Uh, and I cried. I cried. I cried. It, it got to me. It really got under my skin. And then my husband sat me down and he had a conversation with me. And he was like, hey, it's it doesn't have anything to do with you. Mm. It, it, it's not about you. It's not because of you. Um, those are his insecurities. Mm. Um, you know, we know, like the team knows what you bring to the table. Your other, you know, the other athletes in the company know what's, what you bring to the table. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you. And, you know, he gave me that pep talk. <laughs> and then he's like, for your, and then he said something that I still remember to this day he said for you to survive in this business you need to grow a thick skin and I was like okay I I I, I get that a hundred percent um and that was the first and only time that I let something of of that matter get to me right. um I I still wear my my emotions on my sleeve mm -hmm. I'm a Libra, but um, I, I've learned to be a little tougher, like not to be so sentimental about everything and anything. And that sometimes, you know, not sometimes, but the opinion that other people have about you, it's not so much about you. It's about them. Mm, yeah. And I have learned to work harder. Um, I am respected in the business. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to keep doing it. And what would you say, Joratio, to Latinas out there where they've been in positions where their identity as a female, as a Latina, um, you know, has been challenged or has been rejected? And you bring all this wealth of knowledge and experience, but then these things, these parts of your identity are what people fixate on and turn into right. attacks. Yeah. Um, I would say have a support system that understand what you do. Um, my support systems are my uncles that mm -hmm. are former major league baseball players. Okay, cool. Um, my support system, it's my husband um, that understands the sport played in college and, you know, he's an agent. Um, and there's a couple of females that are also in the industry that it's like, hey, how do I manage this situation without sounding um, arrogant or without calling someone the wrong way, you know, like uh, sounding too aggressive. Um, so, and, and, and sometimes like those females come to me, like, hey, this happened, how, you know, how do I solve this? There was an agent that once called me, um, not MLB, it, it's a different sport. And she called me crying because oh. one of the athletes, one of her athletes, one of her clients was trying to hit on her. And she's like, I don't want to lose them as a client, but right. how do I stop this? You know, where's the boundary? Uh, and I was like, listen, 
if he cannot respect you, right. and if he doesn't understand that boundary, that professionalism, then maybe he doesn't need to be your client. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. You know, there, there is a line of being a professional and, and there is a line of not being professional. And it's a, it's a constant thing that I would say most females we have to um, battle with all the time. You know, we, we are sexualized too often, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have to, I think the best thing is stand your ground and know that, yes. you know, if a partnership is detrimental to you, is not conducive to how you see yourself and your identity and it's not respectful respectful of how you identify and all the things that you bring then that's not a partnership exactly it's un toxico like you know <laughs> that's a toxic situation and as females we shouldn't um you know too often we keep going with the flow exactly yeah sometimes we we try to play um we try to be neutral and sometimes that's not enough and we really you know tenemos que bajar la pesa and let them know that it's not okay um and you know that so no, no you know it's not okay yeah it's no 100% not, it's not what represents me and we we have to stop it one way or yeah. another yeah Awesome. Johansi, I know that, you know, one of the things we're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month um, and celebrating um, people in our community. And I know that I want to just give you a little bit of time to share about uh, an award that you're actually up for uh, pretty soon, because <laughs> um, I want to, you know, let people know that, you know, there is a lot of hard work, but there's also recognition. Um, and it's also important to recognize and celebrate uh, the work that you're doing. So please tell us a little bit about that. Yes, um, I am a recipient for the 30 under 30 um, Latino in Boston, which is, uh, it's done by El Mundo um, newspaper in Boston. And my husband was a, a, a nominee for the first year. And so now this year is the fifth year. So I am very excited. Only 30 Latinos get nominated per year, under 30. Um, and I, I am super excited to share, you know, to contribute to my community. I am originally from Boston, so it will be nice to go back home yeah. and celebrate with my family and friends that are back there. Um, and I told my husband, I'm like, the next one that I'm going for is the 40 under 40 Forbes. Okay. <laughs> hey, Forbes, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Like, <laughs> I'm going to make right. everything happen. Right. No. Awesome. Sky's the limit. I mean, I believe in you. Um, in the time that we spent together, I mean, you're just a powerhouse. You're inspirational. Um, you're doing things and you're doing them right. And you're doing them. You know, I can really tell that the community as a, is at the center of everything. And I think when you move with that light, only good things can happen. So listen, Forbes, that's in the bag. I'm claiming it right now. Knowing <laughs> <laughs> um. I cannot say enough about you as well. You know, we, <laughs> we, we've been knowing each other for a very short time, uh, but I see you're, you're, you're so eager um, and, and, and you want to get back to your community um, in, in so many different ways. And I, all I can say is count on me. Uh, anything that I can do to help the community, whether it's in the States, outside of the States, um, you know, we're all in. Yeah, thank you, Johansi. And that leads to my last and final question. Yes. How does Johansi Zapata see 
how will you continue to show up for yourself, for women, for Latinas in your overall community? I, I'm always open to guide anyone that wants to get in business, whether it's a male or female, Latino, non-Latino. Um, I, I, I believe in you get, you get back what you give. So I'm always trying to sembrar un poquito of positivity, yeah. growth, Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, anything that I can do to help humanity, period. Um, porque, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's about what you leave behind, what, what legacy, what, you know, what I want to teach my kids. Um, I'm creating a path for my kids and I'm creating a path, you know, for women in the sports. Um, if anyone wants to reach out, questions, comments, concerns. I am here for all of it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Joanne. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. I really hope that our fans and general public, um, you know, really walk away with some nuggets of information from this conversation. I mean, again, you're an example to follow, an amazing Latina, um, really trailblazing in a very heavily male-dominated area and doing it with grace, doing it with love and doing it, um, you know, with you know that same eagerness you mentioned of wanting to deeply help your community, the people in it, um, and you know I am looking forward uh, to seeing what you do next, what your company does, um, <laughs> you know, seeing your athletes flourish with this, you know, multi layers of support that you guys provide them, um, you know, in your company. So um, count us in, rise. Um, is a partner. We love to help people out. We love to connect with the community, the youth, collegiate pro sports. Um, and I'm looking forward to this being a long lasting relationship. I do too. And I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll have some of that pretty soon. All right. Thank you so much, Joanty. And as always, thank you to all our listeners. This has been Scarlett Martinez with Rise. Remember, you guys can catch this and all our conversations on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and on our website at risetowin.org slash podcast. This concludes our Hispanic Heritage Month celebration, but remember, you do not need a specially designated month to celebrate each other, other cultures, learn from each other, build community, and make sure you do your part to make the world a more inclusive and accepting place. 